You better say that now! Oh man, here we are, here we are yet once again, man. You already know what time it is. In case you don't, this is another episode of You Better Say That. Because it need to be said. What's going on, bro? Man, so much, man. It seems like it has been at least two years since we have last uh, convened, man. What's going on with you, man? Man, I, hey, I've sweetie. got some hot on topics here. on my mind. You understand? We got COVID. We, Do know, we? we got COVID. And then recently, I was speaking to some of our peers, and this is what they're talking about. There are a lot of people making money off of quote unquote rehabilitation and reentry. And simply okay. put, our discussion was this you have people making decisions concerning people who are incarcerated and people who are formerly incarcerated but they've never been incarcerated. And so mm. far as lesson plans and what we need and what we face. And the statement is all this money that's being spent by the government and different organizations, nobody that's been incarcerated is making the money. Okay. If we have not only the experience, we are the ones who are overcoming. And so that's been a subject that I've continued to discuss with different individuals because one side of that is we need people per se to guide us, especially those of us who have been incarcerated for some time. But what is the value of being guided? Meaning if you work hard and you adapt at the skills you're being paid to do or that other people ask you to do, don't you think you should be paid accordingly? Uh, yeah. Well, come on with the, uh, yeah. Well, because it's almost like, because what you said, um, you, you, you know how if somebody, if, if, if you're asked, if you're asked, uh, does cheese taste good? Cheese tastes good to me. Yes. You know, um, so if I'm just on record with saying yes, does that mean that there's never a time in my life that I don't want cheese? You know, you know so it kind of, I, I hear what you're saying, but I didn't want to get boxed in uh, with just one branch of that. Um, it's funny that we're talking about this because I was just listening to us. Uh, I was just watching a sports show that I like to watch, uh, 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 Undisputed, with uh, Skip Bayless and uh, Shannon Sharp. <laughs> and so they were talking and, and what was happening was that Skip and Shannon, Skip and Unk was saying that there are some players, former athletes and sometimes current athletes that say, say, man, you got cats that are general managers and owners and uh, this, that, another that have never played one possession of basketball uh, or one down in football. But these are the ones that are assimilating the teams, determining who should get the max salary and this, that, and other. And they, they don't have a lick of athletic prowess, you know. And um, from some of the athletes, they were saying that because these guys doesn't, don't, don't have this skill set, they haven't played professionally or even recreationally, they shouldn't 
have the authority or the uh, the power to sign or to create and, and form these teams. And so what they were discussing was that does my intelligence or, 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 or insight of the game, is that negated because I don't have the physical attributes or because even if I did have them, because I have not played, you know, does that negate me from being able to put together a team and this, that, and that? And so when I hear you saying, um, and I know that you're not against folk that are degreed, um, having insight, because it's it's just crazy. It's just crazy because now I think back again as soon as I say that, and I'm going somewhere, as soon as I say that, I think about a post that I, I read uh, from one of my former cellmates he made on uh, Facebook just the other day. And he had four images of billionaires that did not, that does not have a college degree. You know, it's Jay-Z and Kanye and Rihanna and someone else, you know, and uh, they are billionaires. And what his caption was, was that here go four billionaires that did not attain a college degree. They did not do it. The prescribed, I'm doing air quotes right now, uh, the prescribed weight, college, good job, Fortune 500, and whatever like that. And so um, one of the mothers, he has three kids. One of the uh, his first child's mother, as a matter of fact, she does have a college degree. And so in the comment section, she was like, hey, hold up. We applaud them and we salute them. But please know that as they rose in stature and in their uh, – financial uh, uh, security that they did employ and they currently employ degree people around them. You know, they, yes, they don't just yes, have, you know. Yes. And so when I hear you talking about these initiatives right now, it's like, hey, hold up, man. It sounds like to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like to me that you're saying there is opportunity, um, whether it be for career or uh, 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 for financial achievement or advancement, reintegration in society, there is a surplus of money that is there. Um, and we understand that it would take some people that have degrees in various different subjects to have this going. But hey, man, surely those that have lived it and that are literally walking it out, surely there's a piece of the pie for those of us is that what you're saying right there? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. Okay. All right. Okay. And so, you know, you articulated it very well because I have a great appreciation for the fact I think it takes us all, you know, when I say all to accomplish things, there have to be people who are not like you to truly mm -hmm. accomplish something transformational. Because if it, if my influence only extends to people who look like me and know what I know, that's a very short sphere mm -hmm. of influence. Mm -hmm. So having said that, this is really happening to some different individuals that I know because one, one gentleman went so far as to give this analogy. He said, man, it's like this guy's on a mountain. And he was basically saying wealth is the top of the mountain. And he's far removed from the fact that not only am I not wealthy, I'm living paycheck to paycheck on my best day, being financially responsible. 
and I need a little more. And I was just looking at it. And I don't believe it's any one. Let me say this. I don't believe that it is a company's responsibility to make sure that I am financially secure. I believe though it is my responsibility to understand my value and not overestimate it and not devalue it, but actually know my worth and realize the fact that I need to go about things in a manner that my worth is actualized. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that that's a wordy thing basically to say, a lot of times the company is like, this is what you get. If you don't like it, go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so in my discussions, not with one, two, three, with a myriad of peers, formerly incarcerated individuals, especially when you're starting over, you know, and what I, what I attempt to weigh in my mind is for me to, to keep me humble. Number one, I thank God I'm physically free. Mm-hmm. I thank God that I have a job. I thank God that everything that I've needed up to this point in my life, he has provided supernaturally as well as through individuals, including my current workplace. And when I think about that for me and I'm in these conversations, the bottom line for me is just a fine line. And, you know, we have some friends that are entrepreneurial and I'm entrepreneurial myself. And the bottom line is, I'm not going to say it takes a minute, but until it takes off or until you come up out of the red, you have to do what you have to do. And trying to relate that understanding to individuals who like, basically, I want more money. And for me, Mm -hmm. I want more money. But man, you know, it's our responsibility to do things that add value to us. And where I'm stuck at, the reason I wanted to give all of that is when you've shown your value, when you've proven your value and your worth and you still don't get it and your options are limited, you know, that's a that's in the swing, as we say. That's you in the swing. And there's a lot of individuals who have been formerly incarcerated who are in the swing right now. And I'm looking for answers myself, not only to provide help for them, but just to make sure that I'm in the right frame of mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, what, well, let me ask you this. What are some of the barriers that you know of that exist to keep those of us that were previously incarcerated that could actually help? with some of these reintegration programs and this, that, and other, what are some of the barriers that uh, prohibits us from getting in? People just like us in a general sense who came before us that messed up. Okay. I was in a room yesterday and these individuals have almost been for two decades championing rights of different individuals free from incarceration. And I had to let them know I said, what qualifies me to speak on this? I was incarcerated over 27 Mm -hmm. years. I said, the elephant in the room that I always discuss with my peers and that I'm discussing with you right now is the fact that the recidivism rate nationally, whether it's federal or state, is over 65%. Mm -hmm. 
Mm. And so even when people want to help us, they want to let us in the room. Nine times out of 10, they have been burned, messed over, or even disappointed by somebody who had the promise that you and I seem to have. And so, you know, like I know if you get burned, you know, when you were young and you touched the stove or the oven or, or touch fire and you got burned, even when you learn, okay, I know how to contain it. I know how to put on a mitten. I know how to stay away from it. I know how to keep it in the fireplace. I know how to use a metal item with a wood handle to handle it. You have to learn, and I believe people who are willing, they're tentative because of past individuals they helped. Another situation that I believe has hindered people from letting us into these meetings and offices, a lot of times the comments are comments made out of ignorance. And I, when I, I'm gonna define ignorance as, I just don't know because I don't have enough information. And mm -hmm. I'll give you an example. An individual who says, because we're in Texas, man, the state of Texas, it's all about money. They only give money to people who are their friends and make money. I say that that statement of itself is an ignorant statement because the last 10 years of my incarceration, we saw the state of Texas mandate chaplaincies to help families have better relationships through programming. And they also provided different classes that men and women could take to help them know how to navigate their relationship with their wives and with their children. So I said, you need that information to just don't put the whole state of Texas in one category. But then over here, we need the information. Brother, sister, when we got all the help that we needed, we still turn right around. And you know my example with you, I get raw and uncut. A church invites a man or woman in who's been formerly incarcerated. It's not enough for us to make a mistake, per se, cuss somebody out because we are upset or mm -hmm. lose a job because we, we didn't cope with it well. But we will actually not just do that in some cases. We will actually try to sleep with the deacon's wife. We will actually try to sleep with the pastor, you know, from a female standpoint to where when we tear something up, we tear it all the way up from the floor up. And I just need to let people know everybody's not like that. Mm -hmm. That viewpoint of the state may well be true, but I just want to give you a plenary truth. And a plenary truth is not we go from a truth to a lie, but it's that we go from a truth to a fuller version of the truth. There are entities involved in government, I believe, that make decisions based upon, based upon monetary um, significance as well as mm -hmm. friendships. There are people who get out of prison and I'm not doing right. I don't want to do right. And I play you out of your money or I play you out of whatever. And that happens. But you have to look at it in its totality. And when you make a decision moving forward that I don't know everything over here to help these people. But these people over here, you don't know everything that these people know. And we just need to have conversations in the midst of our fears in the midst of mistakes and in the midst of understandings. And out of these conversations, 
We need to let the facts speak for themselves. Now, uh, I was going to say when you when you mentioned about uh, guys, what what prohibits us from um, getting a seat at the table, um, and you said, well, past behaviors of guys, you know, or and women. Oh, we're right. When I'm saying, yeah, right, men and women. I'm, I'm speaking in general. Um, when I when I heard that, that resonated with me. I can understand that. I can understand that. And then, as soon as I understood it, what came to my mind was Bernie Madoff was not the first of his kind. However, there was still opportunity for him to do what he did. And there is opportunity right now for someone to do it yet again. And so I understand that. And I, I would advise anyone to move because with, with, with experience gains wisdom. You know, I believe you can gain wisdom with experience. So I understand that. You know, I, under, I understood that. I understood that. But I just wanted to offer that as well. Like, we cannot... Uh, uh, allow that to be uh, a deciding factor. Well, you know, uh, Pete and Larry, man, they got out, man. He was a warden boy and <clears throat> he had written books and everything else while he was incarcerated. He did almost 30 years incarceration, had a stellar record, got out of here and did this. <clears throat> okay. I understand that. And I know that uh, an entity would be wise to move accordingly going forward but don't shut the door just because of what pete did because you don't even do that in the corporate world you don't do that in, in any other facet so that's that's that with that um and then the next thing i would like to raise to you man is is a kind of i don't want to say it's a slippery slope and i'm gonna go i'm, I'm gonna reach i'm gonna reach and it may be shocking but the parallels, I believe we'll be able to see them. When reparations are mentioned, some of the questions that seemingly can't be answered is, how much? What is the amount? What is the price? What is the value? And how do we ration that off and you know this that another right <clears throat> in in that same vein those that are like us released from incarceration i personally do not have a degree i got a ged while i was in a county jail awaiting trial that is the extent of my education of my formal education it counts. How do I, when given, if given the chance, how am I able to come and say, hey, my expertise warrants this amount in salary? There's no, there's no basis. There's, there is nothing. Because if I understand it correctly, associate's degree there it, it, it warrants you getting paid this much you know mm -hmm. and then uh bachelors and then um after bachelor what is is, is i know master is the the last one right um 
your doctorate, you know, is after, uh, 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 and then you get your PhD, you know, my GED is showing right now, but, uh, uh, is, <laughs> okay. but, but my mind, but where I'm going with it is this generally, generally, and we know that we have some folk that are overqualified and they are not getting paid in accordance to what their, uh, level of education is. We understand that. We understand that. Um, but what I'm saying, my question is this, say like someone hears this, they hear this podcast and they say, well, you know what? Those guys brought up some valid points. I want to employ Sean Oliver. I, I would even uh, consider uh, Ron Arsenault, you know, give him a seat at the table. What is it that we can ask with a straight face and how do you base that? You know, um, well, uh, I believe that what I bring to the table qualifies me to make X amount per year. How would you go about, you know, uh, uh, propositioning that? My first thing would be, I would look at what the market says. I would find either exactly what they're asking me to do as far as duties on that job or whatnot. And then I would look at the market. And then the next thing I would look at is what are their means, meaning a small startup company of any kind is not going to have the same per se means, I don't think, as a tenured corporation. And then the X factor in the back, I've met numerous individuals, whether they've been incarcerated or not incarcerated, that they'll say something like this man, I work a job because I have to provide for my family. But where I work at, that's not my passion. Mm -hmm. And that's a whole nother conversation. But the things that I look at or I would look at is the market, the stability of the corporation or entity that I'm thinking about joining, and then the X factor is what do I need right now in life? And well, when I say what do I need right now in life, if you're like there, the job market is booming in Texas. The job market is booming in Texas. And so you and I have had this question before. A man or a woman can work themselves into the ground at some of these jobs and make a great income, but there leaves no time for their home life. Mm -hmm. And so I would tell that individual what's more important. And if you say you can have both of them, people aren't like a clock. People have needs that just occur. And so you need to consider that when you consider that job. But those are the things that I would consider as far as a short answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and well, what, what, what I believe you can run into with that, and that's good, but what I believe you can run into is that, um, yes, the market could say because of this job, uh, generally it's between low end, uh, is 70,000 median, meaning the average of it is like 73, six. And then in a surplus is 85. I'm just throwing some numbers out. Okay. We said that the low end was one thing, the median, which is like more average, more is one thing. And then just in a surplus situation, it's way up here like that. Okay, now 
that's what it is. A lot of times, though, that is the market for uh, this prototype. And we're, we're saying that we do not fit the prototypes. You see what I mean? You know, yeah, yeah, that's the market for the one that has the bachelors. <laughs> you know, that's the, that's the market for him. You know, you're saying that we need to uh, create, this is, we didn't buy, we talking about re-entry, uh, reintegration and, and, and rehabilitation and this, that, and other, and it's booming. And we, we see all these uh, non-profits going forth and this, that, and other. And, all, and I do believe those that were previously incarcerated should have a seat at the table. But I just would like for us to move forward with some intelligence, move forward. Don't, you know, you know, you hear uh, a lot of time in the church with us both being African-American. Um, a lot of times, especially when I was growing up, <clears throat> a lot of the pastors, I'm from a small town, Port Arthur, Texas. A lot of the pastors that I saw, some of the more effective ones, they were not, they didn't have a doctorate. They didn't have a doctorate. And those that uh, were along my grandfather's age, while my grandfather had some uh, uh, degree behind him, those that were along his age, in his age bracket, some of them really had like a third grade education, you know, um, and now in talking with different ministers and stuff, education is pretty much paramount for even in a pulpit. And, and the thinking behind that is that, man, you can't, you know, you want to get up there with all that just pulling on you and, uh, and all that old stuff like that. You know, folks, they need to live, you know, some people need to live more. They, they, they are requiring more is what yes. I'm saying. They are requiring yes. more. And so <laughs> what I'm saying is that if we ask for a seat at the table, uh, I know former director of, uh, uh, the former director, his name, I don't say I know like I know him. What I'm trying to say is that uh, the former director, I believe his name was Wayne Scott, uh, uh, you know, someone of his ilk, you know, and whoever it may be right now, if they were to say, all right, come on in, man. What do you have to offer? Why should we allow you a seat at the table? What can you bring to this that would warrant you making Sixty, seventy thousand dollars a year. You do not have any college accreditations. Would you? You know what would you say? Right. I said, can I tell a short story? Okay. I think if I had the boldness to say that, it's because I have a feeling they're going to let me share. I said I heard this story, and one time there was a large corporation, and they had a problem with their computers because they were networked. And so they called in a computer expert and he went in the room where the network and everything was hooked up and he stayed in there about two minutes and came out and everybody who was on the network, they realized, okay, the problem is fixed. And he told him his bill and the bill was, exorbitant <laughs> to the individual They're like man if you spent two minutes in the room first what did you do he said i plugged in something well how is the bill this much for just plugging in something he said it only took me two minutes to find what i needed to plug in 
but the bill is because all the experience that I gained and what I bring to the table to identify that problem, that it was just something not plugged in is what you're paying all that money for. I would say when you're speaking about rehabilitation and re-entry, what do you think the value of a man who has experienced over two de decades of incarceration, who spent 24 seven helping people around about them, not only to cope with time, but to deal with the fact some of them are never gonna go home and every other situation that came up, he navigated that not only for himself, but for a group of people for decades. I say that this price is not based upon the degree but it is based mm. upon the experience. That would be my comment. Okay. 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 So I do hope that we can find a seat at the table. I just want to make sure that when we when we have our hand out, that we have something to say. Because they say reparations, reparations, reparations. They're saying that, but you don't have a lot of a lot of times. You do not have a plan in place on how that would be doled out, you know, you know, and, and if, if, if we were to receive it, what would it go toward? What is the common goal? Is it, are we going to unify the resources? Yes, yes, and, yes. You know, you just don't have, so and all I'm saying is have something with your ask. Correct. And I'll close with this. I was speaking to an individual and they told me this statement. They said, you know, I think it's a good thing when people go out in the streets or wherever, during Thanksgiving and give away turkeys. I think it's good because I know there are people who are hungry, people who don't have. Right. But she said, I'm really not into that. She said, because I can give away 300 turkeys every Thanksgiving and there will always be 300 individuals who need turkeys. But if I can get to the systematic problem of why 300 people consistently need turkeys, Thank you. Thank that you. is what I put my efforts towards. I don't discount in the here and now, it was good whoever gave turkeys away, but I'm working on a system because if I can get the system right by first identifying the problem and then fixing it, then sooner or later, I will not have 300. And during the time period that I'm getting it right, there's always people to give 300 turkeys away. Right, right. And so I enjoyed this conversation. I yes, look sir. forward to the next one. Yes, sir. Because you better say that. Because it most definitely needs to be said. My man, Jake.